Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. We believe in the American way, and we built this country called the USA, and we fly our flag because we're proud and free. We're Americans. Red, white, and blue is our way of life. Never back down from a challenge or a fight. Nature provides, God gives the rights, we're Americans. Welcome, patriots, to our Convention of States podcast, titled That Provident Article, a reference given to Article 5 of the U.S. Constitution by James Madison. Our opening theme music is Amazing America, used by permission of Madison Rising. America's most patriotic rock band and endorsers of the Convention of States Project. This podcast series is a weekly discussion concerning the fifth article of the U.S. Constitution, the amending provision, with a general view on the phrase Convention for Proposing Amendments and specific focus on the Convention of States Project. For more information regarding the Convention of States Project, please visit www.conventionofstates.com. My name is Paul Hodson. And I've been a volunteer with the Convention of States Project in Texas since early 2014. Our goal is to continually educate ourselves on Article 5, to bring timely information relating to the Convention of States Article 5 movement, and to promote the use of Article 5 to rein in our federal government. And good morning, patriots. This is Paul Hudson live. It is May 27th, 2017. Uh, happy Saturday morning to you, a happy Memorial Day weekend to you. Uh, as a quick aside, before we jump into our content, uh, it was two years ago, basically this weekend, Memorial Day weekend, in which we had in Texas our Senate State Affairs Committee hearing and where Senator Birdwell so eloquently described Memorial Day, it was a Memorial Day hearing, as men and women who had died not just for the Constitution and for the rights there, but for the maintenance and preservation of the Constitution. And that's really what we're talking about with Article 5, is using a tool within the Constitution for the maintenance and preservation of the Republic. One of the exciting things we're going to do, and by the way, I, I noticed that uh, oh, wow, there's multiple people listening now uh, who, are, who are online uh, on hold. I don't know if we're going to get to calls today, but so I'm hoping you're listening just so you can listen. Um, we're going to be looking at some of the scholarship and the books and papers that are available for Article 5 and for your own reference. Here's some of the good news. Some of this stuff is just available online free, um, and, and that's pretty exciting. The, the other interesting thing is, uh, as we'll look through the history, Almost nothing for 200 years after the Constitution was written and ratified. And then uh, one book in the late 1980s that we'll talk about in a moment. But then in the last, uh, you, we could say, uh, less than four years, three books have come out. And four, if you want to include uh, Professor Barnett's, which we'll talk about as well. But let's start at the beginning. Uh, and this was fascinating because... Professor Rob Nadelson, who is considered the expert on Article 5, is the one who started the research, and he said there was nothing out there until he found this, this book, Constitutional Brinksmanship, which was written by Russell Kaplan, but there's really a 
precursor to it. That book came out in 1988, but in 1987, there was a paper given uh, a report to the Attorney General, Ed Meese at the time, under President Ronald Reagan, called Limited Constitutional Conventions under Article 5 of the United States Constitution. So that report was done, obviously, by the Justice Department. Uh, it's available online on Professor Nadelson's site, www.i2i.org. And if you do just do a Google search, or if you actually go to the blog talk radio site for this particular podcast, there are slides there with the actual link. Uh, but you can do a Google search on I2I, it's the letter I, the number two, the, the letter I.org, limited constitutional conventions, and you will find this uh, PDF. It's, uh, I think, about 60 pages of documentation. It has the best <coughs> textual uh criticism or the textual uh, deconstruction of Article 5 uh, and, and the language that I've ever read in there. And in fact, the very first podcast I did uh, really was all around that section of this document. Why is that related, do I think, to the book which came out the next year, Constitutional Brinksmanship, Amending the Constitution by National Convention by Russell Kaplan? Well, who was Russell Kaplan? an attorney with the United States Department of Justice. I highly suspect that he's the one who was the main author, if not the author, behind that paper that was written in 1987, and his research simply led him to put the book out. Uh, it's a book which covers a lot of the other conventions which had occurred, and, and you know, Rob Nadelson will tell you, this was the book which opened his eyes that conventions were something that the nation was used to doing. It wasn't unusual. Uh, he does use the phrase constitutional convention that was already being used and had been <clears throat> taken by the culture. The context for why this was done for the Attorney General uh, was a balanced budget amendment through article through the state initiated process was very, very close to being triggered. Uh, they were within one or two states, depending on how people counted, uh, and they, they wanted to be prepared in the Reagan administration for how this could work. Could it be constrained? That's a lot of what that um, that article is dealing with. And then, of course, the, the book itself expands on it and the constraints, uh, restraints, uh, the guardrails, which is now seems to be the phrase used uh, nowadays, the guardrails that are around the convention process. A great, great first tool 30 years ago now, uh, almost exactly 30 years ago when that book came out and then Nothing for a while. Of course, the uh, balanced budget amendment uh, started to die out as, as states began to rescind uh, those calls because of fear, uh, the fear mongers who were out there. But then about 2009, not about, May of 2009, uh, Randy Barnett, Professor Randy Barnett in, in, at Georgetown Law University, Georgetown Law School, he wrote an article in Forbes magazine called A Bill of Federalism. And in that, he details, um, I can't remember if it's 10, I think 10 or 11 uh, proposed amendments to the Constitution. And he encourages that the states could do this, a state-initiated process uh, of amendments. And uh, this was just an idea he threw out. 2009, sounds familiar because we're, we're going to talk about some other books which kind of do the same thing. Uh, his book, he came out with a book in 2016 called Our Republican Constitution, Securing the Liberty and Sovereignty of We the People. 
Now, don't think that Republican means it's a Republican party. Republican as a structure of government, which is we are a republic. And he actually uh, contrasts that in the book against the a democratic constitution, which would be majority rule. Not, not the Democrat Party, just the, the concept, the political philosophy of democracy versus uh, republicanism. And that's the point in his book. Uh, but the conclusion of his book is a, a chapter called Redeeming Our Republican Constitution, and he has a revised version of his Bill of Federalism in there through Article 5, through the state-initiated process. So that just came out last year. I actually just got my copy uh, this week on Kindle. I haven't read through it yet, um, but knowing Professor Barnett, that's going to be uh, a great read. He is, uh, when, I, when I've seen him before, you can tell he's probably the smartest guy in the room, but he also is somebody who is a fantastic educator and teacher and is able to explain and bring, bring details down and, and give illustrations which are very, very helpful in understanding uh, really deep concepts on federalism. So a, a great read there. And again, the, the article on Forbes is available online for free. Uh, so you don't have to spend any money before you buy a book. You can, you can see what his ideas are. And you can, when you read through those, you see, I see where Mark Levin got some ideas. We're going to talk about Mark Levin here in a minute. Um, and, and, but it's the same idea. Here's a slate of amendments which could be proposed through a, the state-initiated convention process and, um, and then sent to the states for ratification. Well, this leads us to uh, 2013, August 2013. Uh, the reason that probably many of us are involved in the Convention of States project is Mark Levin's book, The Liberty Amendments, Restoring the American Republic. Um, this book came out, as I said, in August 2013, promotes the state-initiated amendment process in Article 5. He has 11 proposed amendments in there. There's 10 chapters of amendments. Uh, one of the chapters deals with, if, if I remember correctly, there's uh, taxing and spending he put together in one a chapter because they're so closely tied together. This book was released about eight days, I can't remember if it was before or after the Convention of States project launched. Um, different discussion, but understand uh, until right before the launch of both of these, uh, they were not associated at all. There was no planning done on this, humanly speaking, no planning done on the Liberty Amendments release and the Convention of States project launch in August of 2013. And yet they dovetail perfectly as all of 11, all 11 amendments of, of Mark Levin's book uh, can be folded directly into the Convention of States application, which is uh, impose fiscal restraints, limit the power and jurisdiction of the federal government, and to impose term limits on federal officials and members of Congress. All of his 11 amendments fold directly into uh, the Convention of States resolution. So moving along, a, a big day for Texans was January 8th of 2016 when another free item that's available online was released. This was from Governor Greg Abbott, uh, who surprised everybody. Nobody knew this was going to happen here in Texas when he released Restoring the Rule of Law with States Leading the Way, or commonly known as the Texas Plan. This is a document which again, gives some great background on the need to constrain the federal government and particularly the judiciary. But uh, his, this article, uh, this 
paper is about 70 pages of actual text and 20 pages of extensive footnotes, 350 plus footnotes in there. Um, he has nine proposed amendments. One of them fits under our imposed fiscal restraints. He has a balanced budget amendment proposal. The other eight all fit under uh, limiting the power and jurisdiction of the federal government. And he has some great ideas in there, some which are overlap with both uh, Professor Randy Barnett's and Mark Levin's, but he's got a couple in there which are unique. Um, one which I particularly like is what is really ends up being the idea of interposition and giving the states uh, the enumerated power to sue and to protect their citizens uh, in federal court. Uh, the idea of giving them standing and this is obviously an outworking of his experience as attorney general here in Texas and suing the federal government over and over again. And of course, the easiest thing for a court to do is to say, um, you don't have standing and to just throw the case out immediately. He has an idea, uh, a great amendment proposal, I think, which is to give the states enumerated power of standing that that authority of the courts would be taken away because it would be enumerated in the Constitution with a ratified amendment. One of the things to note in his paper, uh, the, the Texas plan, six times he uses the phrase constitutional convention. Again, this is a phrase which uh, had just become so popular in the culture that even though he understands it's not a constitutional convention like the 1787 convention, that's a phrase he used. However, you will note he never uses that anymore. It was not used in his book, which was a follow-up to uh, the Texas plan. And the book is, Broken But Unbowed, The Fight to Fix a Broken America. That was released May of last year, so it's been out for a year. Uh, the real strength in that book is understanding the judicial demise of the Tenth Amendment, how they have completely twisted and turned the Tenth Amendment on its head. Uh, and again, he goes through Article 5 and nine proposed amendments he has uh, to propose through a convention of states. Term limits isn't in there. <clears throat> However, pretty much every time uh, Governor Abbott gives a speech on this, he leads with term limits. So he understands that term limits is also on the table. The great news about this, and like Mark Levin's book, and like Randy Barnett's Bill of Federalism, they are not saying these are the only things that need to be discussed at a convention. They are saying, here are ideas you can start with. These are some of the things that can be discussed, but the, and they can be uh, modified during that convention, debated, you know, some of the things which are really easy to debate and discuss are when you're talking about a type of supermajority. Should it be two-thirds of the states? Should it be three-fifths of the states? Any Things like that when you're talking about some of these amendments and giving power collectively to the states, what should that supermajority be? Those are the types of things which would definitely be debated and discussed at a convention. Finally, we want to discuss a little bit of brand new book, which is already out, but the official launch is on the 30th, which is on Tuesday. Uh, Senator Tom Coburn's book, Smashing the DC Monopoly, Using Article 5 to Restore Freedom and Stop Runaway Government. So obviously, uh, Senator Coburn has different insight. Uh, he's not a lawyer, uh, unlike you know Mark Levin or Governor Abbott or uh, Randy Barnett, or even Russell Kaplan. Uh, he is an MD, a doctor. In fact, he was known as Dr. No when he was senator uh, for a, a US senator for Oklahoma. 
Um, he left, if you don't know the story, he left two years early to, so that he could pursue uh, getting the states and encouraging the states to use Article 5 to actually execute what's in the Constitution to save our republic. And of course, he is a senior advisor for the Convention of States Project. All the proceeds from this sales of this book go to the Convention of States Project. But the book does a great uh, job of laying out um, and comparing some of the different Article 5 projects that are, are in play right now, and then really uh, explaining why the Convention of States uh, project is the way you want to go for multiple reasons. One is the application itself uh, and the, the concept of a subject matter application, why that gives much more power and why that is much more flexible and actually easier to pass because the hard work of doing the amendments is done at the convention, not at each individual state level to write those out. And the other thing is, uh, is the, the huge difference between the Convention of States Project and every other Article 5 uh, movement that has ever been out there, if you want to call them a movement, uh, is grassroots. No other attempt in the history of the nation has been at the grassroots level. And the reality is, that's what consent of the governed means from the Declaration. This is the ultimate tool that we have as citizens to uh, give our consent to the federal government is through Article 5 and through the state-initiated amendment process. So that's a quick overview of um, some of the scholarship that's out there. There are, again, there are three papers alone just which are used for these books, which are available for free. I want to remind you again, Randy Barnett's Bill of Federalism, uh, even before that, the, um, the limited constitutional conventions a convention uh, written for the Reagan administration. Uh, really encourage you to read that if you've never seen that. Um, it's a great read and it's it's back in a different time so so you can understand the context but still Article 5 was being discussed as a as a great opportunity and a great tool to be used. And then the Texas plan from Governor Abbott which will give you some great insight into really the history behind uh, the uh, overreaching Supreme Court. Um, you know, he will pound on Franklin Delano Roosevelt and the court packing scheme and how, and really the politics behind that and how that ended up uh, giving the courts so much power that they have now. All right, I don't have anything else to discuss, so I'm going to open it up because I've got four people on the line, which is a record for me, which is just amazing. Greg Holton, I know this is you because I know the number, so I've punched you up in case you wish to uh, say anything, or you may just be listening from where you are. Greg, are you there? Well, yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? I can hear can you. Can you hear me? Oh, okay. I, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Oh, yes, I can. I was uh, trying to play with my, I'm working on my iPhone here, so I wasn't sure how everything was working. And uh, I was looking uh, at the uh, the web uh, uh, PowerPoint presentation while you were talking and I didn't get all of those okay. books but I think I can get I think I can get back to it so uh, uh, that that's basically well, there's time and, uh, yep there's time to do that but one so yeah some of the good news is you don't have to get books right there's some things out there some pretty significant papers out there written uh, that are free you just go and click and there they are and that's got some pretty deep information and, and deep scholarship in it itself so if you don't have the either the funds or the inclination to get a book 
um, there you go. And pretty much the, the one that's difficult to get is the first one, um, Constitutional Brinkmanship. There, it's not in print anymore, but you can get used copies off of Amazon. And I got mine pretty inexpensively, um, but some of them out there are, that's, and that could easily end up being the most expensive book you buy. And, you know, but try and find a used book somewhere that's, it, it might be a little okay. beat up, but it's still a good book. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to uh, go, gonna just, go uh, ahead. Yep. Uh, do you have any questions or anything? Because I've got other folks who may want to speak, which is pretty exciting. No, no go me. ahead. All righty. Thanks, Greg. We'll talk to you later. Next up, I got a number. Looks like it's an Austin area number, but ends in 8736. You're on the podcast, whatever this is called, that Provident article. That's it. Who am I speaking with? Hey there. Hello. This is Richard. Hey. Hey, Richard. How are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing great this morning, as as always. It's a great, great, uh, great holiday weekend to. Uh, Celebrate and remember uh, those who gave full measure for our nation and to to defend the Constitution and to preserve and maintain it. Um, anything we can do for you or were you just listening in? Uh, no, I was just calling in and wanted to make sure that I, I caught it this morning and uh, I'm glad I did. Oh, well, thanks. I'm, I'm glad you did too. I'm going to uh, take one more. I've got one more person. Somebody bailed out because they realized they were going to get punched up on the podcast. All right, this is a, I don't know the area code 303 and uh, the last digits are 4688. Who's who's on here? Who's on the podcast with us? Uh, this is Trace Wilson. Hey, Trace Wilson, how are you? I'm doing fine. I'm in Colorado. Uh, just above uh, oh, awesome. Denver. Yes, I am uh, from Texas originally. And, uh, but, uh, um, I've been paying attention to this for the last several years. I did get Mark Levin's book, um, and I've been trying to spread the information out to pretty much anybody I know. Uh, my people on Facebook probably get sick and tired of seeing my posts, but, um, I'm bound term to do what I can to help out. Oh, well, that's great, Trace. Thank you so much. And I'm assuming you're plugged in there with the Convention of States Project and, and the team out there? Um, well, I'm, I'm trying. I have um, um, I've been unable to uh, make contact with uh, some, um, them at this point, but um, I am trying to do that. So, um, so, so I'm going to ask the real simple question. Have you signed the petition? Yes, I have. Okay. Um, well, I know I have contact with uh, their state director out there, Aaron Duquette. Um, uh, do, do your best to try and contact him. You should be able to have an email address even from their their web page. Should be cosaction.com forward slash Colorado. Um, and uh, maybe I'll ping Aaron and uh, let him know that there's there's folks out there trying to get connected. Absolutely. Um, very excited. All I right. think this is a, a way to go, and I sure hope this works out. I know it's going to take a lot of work and a lot of time, and uh, but I'm I'm so glad that uh, people are doing this, and um, looks like it's making well, sales. Know, I'm, I'm uh, glad. I'm glad you mentioned. I'm glad you mentioned that it's going to take a lot of time. I, I and I, maybe I didn't do a good job of putting the context in here. You know, 
200 years, no scholarship on this. A book comes out in the late 80s because we were getting close to having a uh, an Article 5 convention. But the last, again, think about it, the last four years, three to four years, basically four books, three or four books if you want to count uh, Professor Barnett's, um, there's obviously a lot of scholarly interest now. And following that is the uh, grassroots interest. So. Um, in less than four years, we have 12 states on board. We are probably going to get uh, one or two more before this year ends, uh, at least. I, I know they're working hard in North Carolina. They are working hard in Ohio, which is still in session. And I know that uh, even Maine uh, is in play. Uh, and, and we're going to see how that works out. Uh, they've got a high threshold there to pass. But um, just the fact that they're having the conversation there is very encouraging. Um, we think the momentum is going to pick up, and we think it's becoming obvious that it really didn't matter uh, it, as far as the grand scheme of the structure of the government. Who ended up winning the election? Uh, the government is still broken in Washington, D.C., and it, one individual can't fix it. That's something that Governor Abbott says all the time. You know, it, it, One president didn't break this, and one president can't fix this. So thank That's you, right. Trace. I've got one other person who's jumped on, and I'm going to catch them right away. Another uh, another Texas number it looks like ends in eight six yes, seven this is four. Melanie, not a number right. Melanie, how Melanie are you? Melanie can you hear me? I'm good. I'm good. I'm I really, can hear you. I've got a little bit of it. Yeah, I've got a little bit of cold, so I probably sound different. Um, I was asking about Ted Cruz as far as like you know legal scholarship. Have y'all had any feedback from him? His justification for not coming out on this issue of Article oh, Five? We haven't. So. We have, I haven't had any feedback from him on justification for not coming out, so we can only speculate, and I don't want to speculate on him. I know that right. before he was uh, running for any office, he was actually a fairly strong supporter of the Article 5 process. Obviously, Convention of States didn't exist yet, um, and I really don't okay. want to go into speculation. I will say this. Uh, every time we have interacted with him, uh, he gives kind of the same answer, which is not a bad answer. It's it's an answer of, you know, we really, you know, we, we appreciate what you're doing, you know, the hard work you're doing, and um, it actually does tie in very much to his famous hashtag, hashtag, make DC listen. Uh, so right. um, he, he, he encourages in that way. The, the, the good news, he does not oppose, right? He's not come out in, in opposition, but he has never come out as a strong or as a supporter at all. Uh, and, you know, he's he's been on the not on the fence he has basically been neutral on this okay um, and maybe that's so, just a, a political decision for him but i know he's got uh, he's up for re-election you know but i wanted to hit him up and try to find out where he stands because if there's been a lot of talk online about you know some of these congressmen dc congressmen taking personal privilege and talking about um Article 5 on the floor in D.C., and he'd be a pretty heavy hitter if we could get him to come up and say something. He would. And, you know, he has said in in that uh, interview he did with uh, Katie Kirk way back when he was running for president, and he did mention that because he had – I think there was something – it was right after Supreme Court decisions, and he was saying, you know, there can be an amendment for that. And he said, and if Congress doesn't do that, the people will end up doing that. He's He realizes the political reality is that – if it doesn't happen from from Washington, it is going to happen from the people. And I, 
what I take away from that is he's doing every he's doing everything he can to keep that in Washington. You know, he's got a proposal for I think it's term limits is the one that he put up. Um, I know there's a, somebody okay. else has a balanced budget amendment one up there, but those have been run through the ringer for decades in in Congress and never hit the threshold. And we don't expect them to hit the threshold now. So um, that's the only thing I can speculate on that, Melanie. Um, thanks, okay. though. It's it's a good question, and it's Thank one you. of course ponder all the time. Um, all, all right. right. I've, I've hit my, uh, I'm right at the edge where I, I can actually do my outro with enough time. So uh, thanks, Melanie. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, have a great Memorial Weekend, and what a great way to um, to send that out, but again, with, with Madison Rising and the Star Spangled Banner. And thank you once again for listening to that Provident article. We appreciate your listening. My name is Paul Hodson. I'm the co-director here in Texas, the Convention of States Project. We want to thank Madison Rising for all the music that they provide here, our intro and outro. Go out to their website, www.madisonrising.com. We invite you also to go out to our Convention of States website, www.conventionofstates.com. We want to thank the Convention of States Project, Mark Meckler, founder and president, Citizens for Self-Governance, Michael Ferris, head of the Convention of States Project, and a big, big thank you to our entire Texas Convention of States team. And we invite you to join us again next week for another episode of That Provident Article.